Listen and stream the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Once again, good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM. It is Safety Mondays. That's right. Yours truly, Davey Murray, alongside Jude Rogers of the Trinidad and Tobago Fire Services Department. He is online with us this afternoon as we continue to, uh, to deal with the hazardous situations we are facing with this hurricane season. Just today, reports are surfacing that a lightning strike would have burned a house completely gutted it all right despite their best efforts that fire was not uh, able to uh, have been extinguished without the help of the fire officials and it's being accredited to lightning strike good afternoon to you mr jude rogers sir welcome again to another edition of safety mondays a pleasant good afternoon to you davy pleasant good afternoon to the listening public it is uh uh, what I would say, a rainy weekend. We had a mm. very, very rainy weekend down south and in central. Um, a little sunshine peaked out in the Port of Spain area, but that was soon overcome by some um, some showers. So I mm. thought it very fitting that we address the whole topic of flooding mm-hmm. and also how those type of activities, the hurricane season, which is um, the rainy season, which is upon us, um, as it was declared by the Met Office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what do we need to know? What do we need to know? We may have heard it before. What do we need to do? Can we still prepare? Is it too late to prepare for the, the onslaught that may be coming? Because we don't know how many named storms we're going to have for this season. But we can begin to prepare our homes. And I even want to touch on the fact that we need to prepare as a community. Because the reality of it, Davy, is that we cannot be in every community we cannot touch every single especially when flooding is a widespread activity which can happen over a large geographical space it means therefore that communities need to empower themselves mm-hmm, how do mm-hmm. you empower yourself in a disaster it may take hours even days for rescue efforts to reach you where you may be so what are we going to do well we could start by planning and getting our tools and equipment in place we can learn how to prepare ourselves for disasters so david let's start off with that let's start off very quickly with understanding some of the preparedness i think everybody should have a hurricane kit in the home what do you think david i agree we with you have a hurricane kit. but when you when you talk about a hurricane kit you had a, you had a, we, had, we had to start going into details as to what does a hurricane kit consist of i always well, find it um to me, f- canned stuff. The thing about the hurricane kit, your card is packed forever and ever, and amen, Jesus. You always had to keep uh, revising, revisiting, checking the expiry dates on, especially canned products, even with battery batteries um, okay. and other equipment. They would have a lifespan. It doesn't work forever and ever in a day. So you had to be checking okay. on these things. So it is incumbent upon you, according to Officer Jude, to really update your hurricane kit and. Uh, Hopefully, within this hour or next hour, we'll tell you what you should have in a hurricane kit. Definitely. Definitely. So, one of the things when we're planning for uh, 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 hurricanes, when we're planning for flooding, we're saying that we should have, we should prepare our kit. In our plan, we should also know the numbers of the shelters that are nearest to us. Maybe how many of us know the nearest shelter if for instance i don't even know mine so you're correct <laughs> you understand and so what what i what i wanted to share with with, with persons today 
is that you can definitely go on to the um the ministry of rural um local government and rural development and there you can find the listing of all the shelters that are available to you within trinidad and tobago and normally normally davy the shelter in your area is going to be a building that is well equipped and has the capability of housing people overnight that is normally going to be a school it could be a primary school a secondary school it could be a community center because in each communities now we have well equipped community centers with kitchen toilet and bath facilities a hall facilities some of them even have little dormitory areas and so forth so people we don't wait until a disaster hit to figure out where we're going to go if we need to go to higher ground all right so we need to make an assessment of our community and look at what our needs will be in the event of an emergency so just think about it david we had a lot of rain falling over the last couple of um, hours. I wouldn't even say days. Over the last couple of hours. Yep. And many are when and we you know we talk about flash flooding, right? And that's where there's a large amount of rainfall that has occurred within a very short period of time over a smaller geographical location. But how do we deal with that? The roadway, roadways were inundated with floodwaters, and so we're asking members of, of the public if you find yourself trapped in one of those definitely davy you need to call the assistance of your fire service also you have the odpm and you have access to the the cert or what we have the emergency response teams within your community or your municipal mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're talking about the city corporations the borough corporations and the regional corporations they have first responder equipment and personnel that can assist when you are trapped in certain types of situations all right so Davey, one one of the main things that i want to have in my um hurricane kit is a small first aid kit Davey. what do you think about that that's a necessity a because small first aid kit. yeah it is a necessity mm-hmm. all right in that kit you should have simple things as um plasters a little bit of bandages something that can that can work in the event of you know if if something happens you have a little as they say a little aspirin a, a little panadol or something of the sort davy um you want to be able to treat with small cuts and, and and abrasions that one can have while you're moving around things can happen you can get cut but one of the key things i always see taking place when we have flooding davy is people seem to think that they could just walk through floodwaters not only that, some people think they could drive through. Why, why is the Davy? And we see people's vehicles being um, drifted away. We see persons having fun in certain water courses, but there are a lot of dangers that are associated with that. All right, because there, with that fast-moving water, Davy, persons can drown. Yep. Persons can be swept away. Your vehicle once it crosses a certain amount of water and i i remember i think i remember um on one of the local news stations we saw i think it was in the san grande sangri chiquito area um someone attempted to drive through some floodwaters recently and they had to end up being rescued by someone with a with a truck i don't know if you remember that david i did i um, did they had to come through the the the, 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 the um the the, the the roof of the vehicle and um you know you, you wonder the thought pattern sometimes that that occur so i'm asking persons persons do you know that or our callers and our um, persons who are listening 
we sometimes are hurried. We want to get to where we want to get to them. And we see the flood water and we think that we can go through the flood waters. And what's the event, the eventuality of that is sometimes the vehicle becomes so buoyant and the vehicle is then swept away. Well, it, it, it often happens when they drive through, not just flooded with waters, you know, but even if a, a small pool of water accumulates on mm-hmm. a highway or a roadway and you're coming at 80 kilometers per hour, even 100, there's a thing called hydroplaning that happens with vehicles as well. That's when the surface of the, of the ground and the tire departs from each other and you right. literally suspended in midair uh, over, over water. And that is where you, you have no traction, so there's no control of the steering wheel. You can't turn the wheel on the water. And No, hydroplaning will just take you where it wants to take you. And 90% Maybe of the time... I saw, I saw the results know. of that this weekend. A number of drivers would have gotten themselves into difficulty, ended up on slipping off of the highway, slipping off of roadways. Due to hydroplaning, if you see a large puddle of water, we're asking you to try to avoid that. But to, to, to not just try to think that you can drive through that. And so you put yourself in danger, you lose control of your vehicle, and your vehicle can end up, you can end up being in an accident, whether by yourself, or you can cause other drivers to be affected by so. So I have some tips here, Dave. I have some tips that I wanted to raise, because one of the key things with flooding too, you see, we see videos of persons with flooding taking place um, in their homes, low-lying areas sometimes, and they be seeing fridge-covered, well, not covered, but in water. Electrical in water. Chair set floating in water. Yep. And you're wondering what's going to happen with electricity and electrical hazards during a hurricane season or during the hurricane season. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple tips here that I want wanna, um, to bring to your attention quickly. First and foremost, we must listen to the local weather reports um, for current weather and flooding condition. The, one of the best things that we can do is tune in to the, the, the TTMS, which is the Trinidad Tobago Meteorological Services. They have their own app, as well as we can follow them on their, their um, Facebook and as well as their, their, their internet page. And you can get up-to-date information from our meteorological services. You can follow the ODPM as well. So these, these organizations are... Uh, are geared towards supplying the nation with information. They will give you whether it's a, a watch, whether it's a warning, or whether we've been ramped up to a full hurricane season where, well, a full hurricane where we need to respond by literally going home and preparing. So we're saying follow and, and keep in touch. Davey, if your home is inundated with water, one of the key things that you want to do is to turn off your utilities. I, I can't stress that enough. And you have to follow the instructions of the authorities. So if it is that your the entire village is is, is inundated with water, and also what about your gas tank, Davey? You have to turn off that too. Well, when we talk about turning off these equipment, um, let's step a bit and figure out uh, what type of um, water conditions we must be experiencing before we can seriously consider these things. Is it that when we look out in our yard, we see a little water? Are we running a silent switch off? Are we talking two feet, three feet, five feet of water? What are we looking at before turning off our pan- going on our panel box and hitting that switch, or even as you as you say, consider flicking off the the, the gas tanks? What type of water conditions right. are we well, to experience? Well, when we notice that the flood waters have risen to the level of our electrical plugs or electrical devices that we may have in our homes, Davy, it's time to 
switch that breaker off more than likely sometimes the entire area may not have electricity but you don't want a situation where water is interacting with electricity in your home so some some conditions that may occur that you may have you may lose your roof with the the high winds i remember davy recently as well in the felicity area we had a number of at least 20 persons lost their roof and so those were conditions where persons were definitely your entire home is now flooded out or is exposed to the elements so once water and electricity has the potential to come together we're saying cut that power and remove that potential for an electrical shock or electrical hazard we're also saying stay out of flood waters if possible do not drive into flooded areas. Um, David, you know, some, some people actually go to areas to see what type of flooding is taking place in those areas. They get in the vehicle and they drive to those areas. I think that, that is, you want to definitely stay off the roadway and stay high and dry in situations like that. All right? What about down power lines? If you're not seeing a spark, that doesn't mean that the power lines are not live. So we're saying if you have down power lines in your area, call the hotline for TN Tech. Let them know and avoid those situations at all costs. I remember a situation where even the fire service sometimes is, is, is not um, inoculated against those things. We're responding to a call and, 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 a, and a power line is involved and we are taking the necessary precautions and I can tell you that officers were affected by that. And we are the ones that understand the whole challenge that is faced with. But even we too are at risk, Davy. And so we have to take the necessary precautions. You see fire, fire officers wearing their protective gear. But we also take into consideration the level of the floodwaters and whether it can be come into contact with electrical wires and lines as well. So I want to I wanna raise that as a major issue. Because it is almost like you're seeing it, but a lot of people don't, don't really think that it's a, a real hazard until they see someone get electrocuted in your home if you are experiencing flooding it is important for your power to turn off the power until a professional electrician can be brought in to make the place safe and to return power to your home right so do not engage your appliances your refrigerator all these things with power while they covered with water or water is coming up to the level of the plugs and that's 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 one of the major things that we talked about just now all right Davey, if you're smelling gas, because gas lines can be affected, it's underwater, damage may have occurred, things are floating around, we can have leakage taking place. We're saying do not turn on any lights, do not light any matches, and do not engage in any activity that could create a spark, like smoking. All right? So we see a lot of that taking place. All right? In the event of that electricity may not have been, may not be available to your home and to you, and you have not experienced any water in your home, sometimes you are allowed to use a generator. But here are the conditions, Davy, where the rain has not affected you to that level, but electricity has been gone for quite some time in your area. You see a lot of people now going to Price Smart and the different hardwares and so forth, and they're buying the little generator and they're pouring up some of the essentials, probably the lights, probably to run something, you know? So what we ask in person is so just be mindful as well. That if you're doing that, you cannot do that or run a generator in an enclosed garage or in an enclosed space. Because, of course, the byproduct of the exhaust of an engine-driven generator is going to be carbon monoxide. 
So we don't want you to create a hazard for yourself while you're trying to get electricity for your home. All right? So those are some of the basic tips that we want people to know when it comes to electricity and electrical hazards during the hurricane season. Um, David, I want to ask a question and maybe some callers or maybe maybe I have a person I'll ask you to, to, um, to give all the numbers so people can probably save their questions and stuff like that. Um, we, we live in, in, in the hurricane belt. So we know for a fact there is a possibility of adverse weather conditions, storm surges, and all of these things that are associated with uh, bad weather. But sometimes we, we say that God is a trini. I sure you hear that already, David. God is a trini, so it won't happen mm. to us. All the time. What I'm saying to, to members of the public, sometimes what in Messiah and Pastor, I'm not calling anything down on us, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that state of, 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 of what I would say um, comfort do not get too comfortable every time a hurricane season pass and trend that gets fair thank god but still get prepared i'm going to repeat that again thank the lord father god that the the hurricane passed or brushed past tobago or brushed between trinidad and tobago or passed above us but that does not mean that we should no longer take it into consideration and actually physically prepare ourselves for the hurricane season um i hope that this weekend's rain and the flash flooding that occurred can bring to persons mind the reminder that if davy in only about six hours six hours of rain davy mm. how many rivers overflow their banks in six hours of a constant rain can you imagine what will happen if a hurricane were to dump what rain on trinidad and tobago we have to get serious about hurricane preparedness and hurricane safety and flooding in our territories so i want to, um persons to tell me before the break what are some of the tips that they can do to keep their community their zone their area their home protected against flash flooding and flooding in the area david what about the drain that blocked to the back Hmm. some people have the drain and it blocked. They have their guttering. If your guttering is not flushing out the water properly, water will accumulate. Surface runoff of water has to also get away from your home and go into the drainage. So if that is not occurring, and you, then you are part of the, the problem because we need to ensure that water can flow freely in the drain that is to the front or back of your property. So I'm hoping that we will open up the lines and if you could tell members of the public the numbers that they need to reach us because i want to discuss this whole issue of being prepared and what are some of the safety tips i have some more here for you but i know we're coming up to <laughs> possibly that time so yeah need to watch what out for the news hello good afternoon right yes good afternoon good afternoon good afternoon i'm a first time caller to this program welcome yeah so i want to commend the officer for the the, the wonderful and awesome information important information and I trust that the people of Trinidad and Tobago, including myself, will take heed because it's very correct. If a hurricane hits Trinidad and Tobago, we will be like the Titanic. Have a good evening. <laughs> Thank you very much. Six two seven. Yeah, six two seven three two two three and six two five two two five seven. You can also send us a WhatsApp to three zero six one zero six five. We'd be more than happy to engage with you as we continue our dialogue here inside Safety Mondays. Now, this afternoon. It was reported earlier today that fire officers had to head to the south area, the southern part of Trinidad, to rescue 
You are aware of that, uh, Jude? Yeah. So, why I highlighted that before the newscast is because when we look at the fire services department, well, I shouldn't say department now, fire services of Trinidad and Tobago, um, we know they don't only respond to fires or blazes, but they also deal with um, RTAs and any sort of emergency that you can think about that is that falls outside of the remit of the ambulances or even the police and defense force it falls squarely on the laps of these superheroes now they don't protect and serve but they do save lives it's incumbent upon them these fire services when when that bell or that alarm goes they have a time frame from whatever they're doing in the fire in the in the uh, fire headquarters or fire uh, offices to respond to the truck of assignment. If I'm saying anything that is not right, Jude, you let me know. To respond to that truck, fully equipped and ready to save lives. On point. On point. Yeah. So I want you to open your minds as we come back after the newscast and really ponder. Ask any question you want to ask as it relates to the hurricane season that's embarking upon us when we when it comes and it relates to the fire officers and the duty bound to the citizens of this country. Stick and stick. Talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. And of course, at uh, this time, you want to welcome me back to Freedom 106.5 FM, nine minutes after the hour of five o'clock. Good afternoon, Trinidad and Tobago. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Safety Mondays. Good afternoon, JV, again. Mm-hmm. And good afternoon to the fire official who is you this evening. Mr. Jude Rogers, yes. Mr. Rogers, I have another question. You spoke highly of your sure. the precautionary measures for flooding, for hurricane. But listen, yes. I mean, I didn't know the house caught on fire with a lightning bolt earlier today. But draws this question. Yes. According to the electrical inspector rate in our country, a person having a home needs to ground their homes off, right? With an eight feet copper rod, using a five eight eight lamp, and to every sink in the home you use a seventy five amp lugs, and the main lug that going from the roof to the copper rod supposed to be a two hundred twenty five amp lug. The problem is that when you tell people to do this thing to protect their home from a disaster like what happened today, they say it costs too much of money. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, is it that the electrical inspectorate in our country is not going around checking people's homes to make sure that these things is put in place to prevent like what happened today? Because you're talking about a lighting bolt at a home. And I'm sure that home had, sorry, I'm sure that home had about three regrets. It may be that have been that worse than what I have heard. But people yeah. tend to cut course and they tend yes. to use the cheaper things because the gauge of wire using from the from the roof of that home is a 14 millimeter square wire, which is a thick, heavy wire, to take the amperage of that of current if a lightning hits your home and grounds off in the earth. I await for your response, but I want to ask you one more question before I go. I'm living in the Dede area. We are flooding. Mm-hmm. Could you identify to me where is the nearest shelter for people? who are marooned in the house, who are trying to get into dry surfaces or drop dry place to spend a night or two. Could you give me one of the shelters right now, please, sir? Thank you very much. I'll listen off the air. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Much. 
Very, very good question. Uh, but first, let me just deal with the whole issue of uh, the 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 right equipment in your home, the electrical inspectorate role, and the, also the role of your certified wireman who would have done the work in your home, right? Um, and and so the caller is absolutely correct when we speak about the fact that. A lot of homes are not meeting the standard when it comes to um, the electrical wiring. And David, remember we did an entire program on this dedicated where I brought in an electrician, a wireman, a licensed wireman. And um, we, we went through the length and breadth of the, the whole issue, right? Um, while that is going on, I'm just pulling up here the different shelters in the different regions because it's an exhaustive list there. Eh? David, it's not it's not a it's not a, 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 a very um short list. It's a very big list that we're dealing with. And so in the Debe area, I know the caller would have wanted to find out exactly what is the list of, of shelters in his particular area. All right. So I, I don't want to give him any erroneous information. Let's go to the Debe area. I have it right here. So on the penal Debe, we have from Clark Road Hindu School. All the way down to DB High School, we have Penal um, Primary. We have so DB High School is is going to be more than likely in in this scholars area. Um, so there's quite a bit of, of of shelters under the Penal DB Municipal Corporation. Um, I see here Holy Faith Convent, down to Monkey Monkey Tongue Government Primary School. Um, so all along the Penal Road, the Lengua. La Romaine, all of those fall Inverness, Hermitage, Golconda, community centers and primary schools within those areas are designated as shelters. And and what I wanted to let the caller know, that you can simply go on the rural development um, government link, and that is rdlg.gov.tt. And under there, you can find a list of emergency shelters. There's a master list. And that list would probably have been updated probably about 2020, so it would still be valid today. And um, they review that list and update those lists. Fire service has a role to play with that as well, in that the fire service would inspect these shelters to ensure that they meet a minimum requirement when it comes to fire safety and occupancy for public for the public. All right. So I'm glad that that caller brought that up. I know you're listening off air, and I just want you to know that um, these schools have been designated. But I I lament. I lament the fact that we have so much of shortcuts taking place in our country when it comes to building construction and when it comes to electrical installation um, in, in some instances. And the caller is absolutely correct. Some persons are unwilling, Davy, to pay the necessary cost to do things the right way. So you may get a costing from someone and you ask, well, why is it costing so much? And another person will say, no, I will do it for half the cost. But that person is cutting corners and you are none the wiser because you're not aware of those. And it's only when something like this happens and it makes the news, then we realize how serious proper hurting is for your home and your building. All right. So I, I know we, a number of persons may want to get in. So if we could repeat the numbers, um, I really want to get as much callers as we can get in today. Six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven, and you can send WhatsApp messages to me at three zero six five or three zero six one zero six five. Um, 
I have I have a couple of tips, Davey, if if you if you don't mind. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. Of course, do. I have a text saying, right. is so, it that fire officers can come to the rescue of persons that are flooded, or is that or does that fall what? under the ODPM? Okay, so Davey, we in the fire service, we have a unit called the Land Search and Rescue Team. It's called the LSAR, and they are uh, have been, and I I want to go back to that major flood that we had back in 2018, 2019, Davey, remember when the highway was flooded out mm, mm-hmm, and persons mm-hmm. were trapped on the highway probably yes. for even more than 24 hours? Yeah. Davey, the, the fire service together with a number of benevolent citizens, because like I said, when there is a national disaster, it will take a fire service is out already, you know, we out. Mm. But it is so much dinghies that we have, and so many flat bottom boats that we have to respond mm. with. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do, we're going to respond to the calls that have way more casualties or way more persons, children, women, and elderly persons involved. So what we're really trying to say is that if you're caught, if you can help yourself by all means, build up your level of resistance, build up your level of capacity to respond so that we can be freed up to deal with those who are unable to help themselves. Davy, I can remember in that particular flood, um, the, even the fire truck was under inundated with water down in the San Grande area because mm-hmm. in that particular area, the flooding is terrible. All right, so you had you had areas where the water was as much as four, five, six feet high, Davy. And you're going to have to have a very, very serious vehicle to be able to get through those type of flood waters. So we, we were in that particular area, we were able to actually move persons who were even along the rivers. Because that's the challenge. If you see that flood waters are rising mm-hmm. and you live near to the river line, you need to remove yourself. You need to seek for higher ground. One of the things that I want persons to know, and I want to raise it here now, what should you have in your survival or your or your safety kit for the hurricane season yeah let's take that call let's take that call hello good afternoon yes good afternoon my lord one i, good I didn't see program i'll take over from news but when this gentleman's talking about um thought of what that in terms of things with generator one it should be noted that a people have a tendency for using generators and then connect it onto the panels without a professional and mm. uh, electrician mm. advising them that it's supposed to have a switch here or, 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 or a device for locking off the electricity or lock in layman's language from your main coming in so that your generator could work. We call it a switch gear actually. Um, it is very important to install that now because if there's a in, incoming electricity from the main, then Everything could be chaotic thereafter, right? Uh, Good point. The, Good the point fireman that is on the station this time, without looking back, I would. It's sad news to receive or read on social media over the weekend that people were marooned and the fire authority was not able to answer to the people's call and references made to ODPM and then ODPM telling them to refer back to the fire services. These people need to get an act together. If that is the case, something is naturally wrong where that is concerned. And again, safety to one and all. This is the rainy season. People from the IBC for the waters come, take off your main breaker if you know it coming to your plug level. Do not wait for mm-hmm. somebody to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Right? Have a good evening, folks. Thanks. 
All right, thank well, you very again, much. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thank you very much for your comment. And 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 and, and you're you're absolutely right. There 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 are situations where um, persons would 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 definitely not be aware of some of these these issues. We have to address these issues directly. Um, I know that persons um, they do take some chances, especially with the, the electricity in their home and so forth. And we ask persons to be mindful. Don't put yourself in unnecessary danger. All right. If you can avoid it, definitely by all means, avoid those types of dangerous situations where the fire service is concerned, where the ODPM are concerned. We are the first responders. Fire service is normally going to be the one that will get there first. We normally give a report back to the, the, the relevant authorities and they all sit on a situation table where the police, the fire, the, the army for infrastructure, um, other agencies, they come together and they try to pull resources so that they could respond. I want to give you the assurance caller that situations like that are just test piece so we can get it right before the major disaster does occur. All right. So as we ramp up our resources, I'm telling you that we are sharpening our teeth right now, sharpening our tools to be able to respond in the event of an emergency. Not all areas will have all the resources, but by all means, we will endeavor to get there. So well, that's true. Before Sick. we get I have one more email, one more message that came in. Okay, so the so is it that if we are marooned in our areas, we should call the fire department and not the ODPM? Well, I would imagine that you're calling local fire department, the local um, call the nine nine zero. Hello, good afternoon. Yes, I got, I, I'm good to, glad to get it again. One, what irks me a lot is to see the specialist vehicles um, that are used that are supposed to make me for special situations for example those 4x4 vans that both the police service the army and the fire services have where you have the air breather take up so in case of flooding those vehicles are supposed to be used during that time more so during the season when there's flooding we see them all over the place all over the place doing all sorts of things when they're needed they're not in use the dinkies and them they wait until after the rainy season finish then the service and have them all prepared, right? That is not what somebody telling me. This is what I'm telling you, my observation to the length and breadth of this country, where they have these things spark up. They have them on shelves in there. I pay particular attention to this because having been involved to a large extent with respect to things like this, I have an eye for looking out for these things. Thirdly, we every year we hear they find new vehicles for this, that, and the other. For example, the ODPM and TNTech recently got some very expensive vehicles. During this weekend, God was a trial time for use it. No way have you seen those vehicles in operation. We need to have it corrected, right? And you know, we have a fire service, uh, fire association. They need to get their act together in terms of putting these things outside there. Thank you again and have a great day. Thank you very much, caller, for sharing your thoughts. 627-3223-625-2257 or send your WhatsApp to 306-1065. Jude, you want to respond? I will respond um, not directly in terms of contradicting or for or against what the caller is saying. I do recognize that sometimes we do have challenges where resources are concerned, but the caller is right. The public is expectant. The public are expectant of a certain type of service and a certain standard and a certain level of service 
and we have to be ready to be able to respond. So I am in agreement with the caller when it comes to being in preparedness and that preparedness, uh, just as I'm asking you to be prepared, I am saying that the fire service is also being prepared before the rainy season. And in so doing, I just want to admonish members of the public, some of the things that you need to have in your hurricane um, kit. And I'm asking persons if you can get a portable storage container to store these things so that they can remain dry. I'm just going to call out a few of them, DB, before we take the next caller. So you should have in your kit um, a supply of food, dry can food, food that is non-perishable, water, right? You don't want your water supply being compromised, so you need to have bottled water. Prescription medication, David, for those who have taken medication, you cannot wait to store away your medication. You have to have medication stored away. Battery-powered radio, make sure and have your batteries and backup supply of batteries. That is for your flashlights and also for your radios. Um, a first aid kit, as I alluded to, you must have a first aid kit. David, what about a whistle? What I about think, a whistle in I, your safety kit? I think a whistle is necessary. People might say, but why do I need a whistle? Because you may lose family mm -hmm. members in the melee. People who go in the wrong direction. By hearing the whistle, you can alert your family members. Once that whistle is blow, blown, you come towards the sound. You signal something. You, you use it as a signal to get help. And, that's and exactly all that what, too. Sometimes you would get tired. You wouldn't be able to shout out all the time. So the whistle acts as your warning. Uh, that's your right. Help your help device, your signal. You that's right. Simple things as walk with extra dust masks or even the, the little masks that you may need. Um, extra set of clothing, dry clothing. Put it in a Ziploc bag, Davy. Just put one or two extra sets of clothing Ziploc for each family member. Toiletries, basic toiletries. Ziploc the toilet paper, other little things that you're going to need. Because remember, your, your items could be inundated with water. So you want to have a backup supply. Blankets, garbage bag. And even would, if you were to put aside like a little wrench or pliers, you never know. You really don't want to use your bare hands to make mm -hmm. contact with electrical mm -hmm. um, um, switches and so forth. All right? Mm -hmm. Can opener. Yep. A lighter. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All these small utilities you need to have and should be in your kit. So I just wanted to bring it to your attention so you will know when the officer says, make a safety kit, make an emergency kit, what you really need to have. Yeah. No, no. When it comes to you and your and your home, is it that you have these yeah. things already equipped, sir? Is your family, right. so you know, for, are you? So for me, uh -huh. David, what, what I do? Let me tell you what I do. The the I already went to Price Mart and I price out the. Or I went somewhere and I price out the the, the 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 container. And what you do with these supplies? Every time you go to the grocery, what you do? You buy a little extra and you put it away. So that way, when when the rainy season comes, you do not have to try to buy everything in bulk or at once you put away a little bit every month during the dry season come the rainy season you have water you have toilet paper you have your, your batteries you have your toiletries and you have your things set aside so i'm asking members of the public if you were to work towards it over the dry season every time you go to the grocery davy and, and you do a major shopping you're bringing a little bit and you add it to your hurricane supply also Remember, if you're bringing in things like um, canned foods, look at the expiry date, whether it's a tin of cricks, whether it is a, a, a box of cricks or whatever, look at these expiry dates on your items to make sure that your food items are not expired. Yeah? 
I totally have you, brother. I totally have you. One text that so you yes, say, mm-hmm. go my, ahead. My, my supply is stacking up right now. My supply is growing and stacking up right now. And I'm asking members of the public to follow suit, take example, and you too would not be caught mm. off guard. If tomorrow they said we had two or three days to prepare for a hurricane, you would have already went and buy a bulk. David, I wanted to go back to times when it had Katrina and it had all these. Um, you remember what happened to the supermarkets when, 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 um, when uh, in those countries that hurricane was was about to approach, everything on the shelf was being swept up. People had long, long lines going to buy. When they're going to buy, Davy, when they hear it have any hurricane, last minute, last minute. So I'm telling you, this is the con- this is the mentality, and that's the mentality. The reason why we having this program today, Davy, is to try to change the mentality and the approach within our country, so that we or we are not caught off guard. So I'm hoping that the message reach, and and I want to thank all the callers, Davey. I, I want to tell the callers we really appreciate them, and and no comment. I don't I don't consider any comment to be an insult or to be anything because what it does is help us to lift our standard and to increase the 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 the, 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 the way the professionalism and way we do things. And I want you to know that the chief fire officer and members of the fire service we take this very seriously. All right. Again, we will work with the resources that are available to us. Thank you very much, Davy. And so I want to thank the TTFS for every week. So fast as we um, commandeered this program, you would have missed one week. You was absent. Only one, only one. <laughs> I hope the chief <laughs> fire officer knows that. But I want to send gratitude going out to the Ministry of National Security, coming down the line to the chief fire officer, the chief personnel, for providing you here with us comprehensive information, data that is no doubt necessary for the saving of lives and the procurement of property and all these good things in the event of any disaster. Right now it's hurricane, but it could be anything else. It could be a, a, an earthquake. It could be any us anything this is what the fire services are here for and i do look forward to a future show with you come next week monday as my co-host and safety mondays i want to talk about more about the the hazards that we can experience during the hurricane season in addition to to uh bomb blasts you know i say bombs because we are seeing within recent times persons in america um what happens if mass shootings was to take place in trinidad you know how can we protect ourselves when we hear that first shot what are we to do? I would like to put that on Officer Jude Rogers to share that information. So your homework, I wouldn't say homework, but topics for the future would be bomb blasts, um, mass shootings, continued advice terrorism. on hurricane. Acts of terrorism. Acts, Acts of, of terrorism. terrorism. Continued advice on the hurricane season that we are experiencing. We want to continue to keep these things a conversational piece. I don't want it. And myself and Officer Rogers will not let it die a natural death any questions nope. Nope. that you have please feel free on mondays or anytime during the week you want to engage me send me the information i will no doubt pass it on to the officer and he will be better prepared to come with those answers to give you guys come next week monday all right so during the week on my show feel free to message me call me i will take note of these questions and most likely most definitely pass it on to him which will equip him and have him in a more readily position, even though he is yeah. quite comprehensive yeah. and yeah. very much articulate and alert. Because some of you throw some yeah. curveballs here this afternoon in questioning, and he was able to answer you. Very knowledgeable officer, well in tune with his job, and very much respected when it comes to these things. So, Officer Rogers, I want to say thank you very much. 
look forward to next week Monday. my humble friend thank you again my humble friend and i want to say just before you go i saw officer rogers while we were filming a commercial uh late last year and i tried to engage him when i met with him for the first time and we were discussing something to do with fireworks and explosives we talked and i said you would be so great to be in the program but thankfully he was already engaged with talks with management and producers to be right here where we are this afternoon. So they say great minds what is good? think alike. What is good? God is think good all alike. the time. Yeah. All right, officer. Enjoy your afternoon. Take care. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com.